0: What is going on, everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's some of my final thoughts ahead of the game week 13 deadline. So, I'm going to go through the latest press conference and injury information, including updates about Matoma and Boeing, answer some of your questions, and then take a quick look at my own team as well. So, if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And don't forget to check out Fancy Football Hub. All the links you need are in the description below. They've got 30-day free trial at the moment and 30% off as well for Black Friday. So if you haven't already checked that out, links in the description below. Let's jump into it. So let's start off with Newcastle. We did get some helpful stuff from Eddie Howe and also some less helpful stuff as well. Now I don't have it on screen but Trippier is apparently fine. He's trained with Newcastle, should be available for the weekend so if you've got him, happy days. He also said that Cher and Almiron are fine. Now I don't think many people are holding Almiron for FPL but if you are, there you go. He should be available this week for Chelsea at home. I think Cher is an interesting one because Outside of Trippier, if you were looking to buy a Newcastle defender right now, he's probably the safest option. Obviously, you've got Lascelles playing at the moment, is going to get minutes, Lewis Hall will as well, although not this week because he can't play against Chelsea because he's on loan. But if you really want a Newcastle defender for the long term, and you've got the money or the extra money to go for share, then he probably is the next best option outside of Trippier. On Botman, just sticking with the defence for a second, he said, hoping not too long and rejoins the group pretty quickly... But there's a chance that that may not happen. So, the kind of talk going around on social media is that he keeps getting reactions on his knee, and that if he gets another reaction, he might need surgery. And at the moment, that hasn't happened. So, it seems to be that that's what they're waiting for. I don't know if that's completely correct, but that's the talk that's going around. So, either way, Lassells is probably going to be fine for another few weeks. But whether or not he's going to be fine when you really want him, like game week 17, 18, 19, when the fixtures are good, you've got that blank in game week 18, we just don't know yet. So I would say if you've got Lascelles or Liveramento, just keep them, right? There's no point in moving them on at the moment. If you don't have a cheap Newcastle defender, I would try and leave that decision as long as possible. There is a chance that I will want Liveramento or Lewis Hall or Lascelles, but I don't feel comfortable going for that player right now because there are knock-on effects if other players return to kind of full fitness like if botman comes back lascelles is straight out of that team i would say i guess they could manage botman and he might not play every single game as soon as he's back but once he's available, once he's fully fit to do that that is what's going to happen so i would leave that decision as long as possible uh on Longstaff, still checking that doesn't really matter for fpl on izak he said i don't want to give too much away so we don't know if he's fit ...to play against Chelsea in game week 13. I'm going to assume he probably is. There was a question that went on after that... ...and they said he said something like... ...he trusts Izak as their striker for now... ...suggesting that obviously Wilson is out... ...and that Izak is fine. I would still have some caution from an FPL point of view. Like unless you're desperate to get rid of a striker in your squad... I don't really see any reason to rush Izak in. As I said on yesterday's video, Newcastle have a big Champions League game against PSG away on Tuesday. So Premier League match against Chelsea Saturday, then Champions League on Tuesday. I'm not sure how many minutes Izak's going to get, even if he does start. And I just think although Newcastle are strong, especially at home, Chelsea at home, Man United at home, Everton away and Spurs away... There are definitely better fixture runs out there. So if you're desperate to get Izak in, fair enough. But I would probably just give it a couple more game weeks and then look at it. And on Wilson, who I guess if you want Izak, would be handy if Wilson was out and the rumours going around during the international break that was going to be four to six weeks, Eddie Howe said still unclear. So we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Maybe it'll be longer than that. I just can't tell you. I don't have that information. But I do suspect it's going to be at least a few weeks. And because of the additional fixtures in December, you're going to get a few more games out of Izak as long as he can remain fit. I just think they're probably going to manage him. So I would say if you're not on Newcastle players already there's probably not this mad rush to go and get them. But if you've got them, they're also probably fine to keep. Because like I said, they are a strong team. They are going to be competing for those Champions League places again this year. And at home, they're decent. So even though they've got Chelsea and Man I wouldn't be too worried. I'm just not sure I'd go out of my way to bring their players in. So let's talk about Arsenal next. So Mikel Arteta confirmed that Ramsdale is going to start against Brentford, which makes sense because Ray is on loan from Brentford, so he's not eligible to start that game. I guess if Ramsdale plays really well... He could maybe keep his place, but I think the chances of that happening are like less than 5%. I think Raya will just come straight back in. So if you've got him, no need to panic. If you don't have Raya, obviously no point in bringing him in for game week 13 because he can't play. So just look at that from game week 14 onwards. Um, With Odegaard, he said he's available and he's been progressing well. So if you've kept hold of Odegaard this long, which I suspect there's not many people that have done that, then you could just keep him in your squad if you've got other fires to deal with instead because Brentford away, Wolves at home, Luton away is not a bad fixture run but I don't think he's someone that I'd be looking to kind of bring in right now. He has kind of underwhelmed for most of this season so far from an FPL point of view outside of obviously the penalties that he's taken when Saka has given them up. On Jesus who was uh, obviously away with Brazil during the international break. Arteta said that he's available. So anyone that's got inketia bearing in mind he didn't even start the game before the international break anyway, I would start to come up with a plan about what you're going to do with him. His amount of starts now going forward are definitely going to be reduced. We know that game weeks 14, 15, and 16 is weekend, midweek, and then weekend games. So maybe Nketiah gets one of those games um, in, in the first 11 possibly the loot and away game in game week 15 but no one can guarantee that he just doesn't feel like it's worth holding on to if you're on a setup like I was when I had Jao Pedro where Nketiah is essentially just an expensive sub player that you don't need to panic and get rid of him this week you can just put him on your bench and play your other attackers instead but if you're playing him or you've got the money to upgrade then I would look at moving him on sooner rather than later I probably wouldn't do it for a hit if you've got a decent option off the bench but you're going to have to if you don't do it this week, it's going to be a move you're going to have to make in 14 15, whenever it might be. If you've got the money, I would go to Solanke, who's gone up now, I think, to $6.5 million. so he's a bit more expensive than Inketia, but that's probably where I would go. Obviously, if you've got more money than that, then there's other options, which I'm not going to go into right now. The other option is to go cheaper, so downgrade him and spend that money elsewhere. Cameron Archer is the obvious one now that a lot of people have got, but Chris Wood might be an option as well. Um, for that 8th attacker slot. I'm not saying he's any more than that. You shouldn't go out and captain him or anything like that. But yesterday, um, Cooper confirmed that Awanee is going to be out for a while for Forrest. I think it's like months. Um, I don't know what he's flagged as. Yeah, in FPL, he's flagged as not being back until the 24th of February. So he is out for a long time. Chris Wood hasn't had a huge amount of starts so far this year. But at 4.9 million, he might be an option for that 8th attacker spot. I don't think we can guarantee that he's going to start every single game because they've got a Rigi as well who could play there they could just play someone like a Langer through the middle as well it's not guaranteed that Chris Wood will start every match that Awanee's out for but I would expect him to start quite a few and so for 4.9 million he might be worth it over someone like Archer who I think is yeah he's gone up to 4.6 now so a 0.3 difference you're getting a striker from a better team it's not like Nottingham Forest or Man City or anything like that but they are of course better than Sheffield United so that is something that I would consider If you've got Nketiah who you're looking to downgrade. For everyone else, like I said, there's probably not this need to go out of your way to bring Chris Wood in. Uh, And then just on Ben White, he said will hopefully be available if he can train today. So we're not sure whether Ben White's going to start. If you've got him, I'd probably just keep hold of him because there's a chance he plays against Brentford. And if not, he should be back for the Wolves at home and looting away game as well. So apart from Cole Palmer, no player has had more transfers in this week than Jarrod Bowen. This is what David Moyes has said today. We hope Jared will be available tomorrow against Burnley, but we will make a decision on that tomorrow. Now, again, like most managers, he was never going to tell you that he was starting, but I think that's pretty positive because over the last few days, there's been loads of news going around on social media that he might have fluid on his knee. He could miss this game, possibly the next two games. So the fact he hasn't even been ruled out of game week 13, I think is pretty good for the long term. So my general thoughts would be, if you don't own Bowen, I would probably avoid bringing him in just in case. For me, there would still be enough doubt there to not make that transfer. You can always make it in game week 14 instead. Some of you might have like an injured or a suspended player that you want to replace, in which case maybe take the risk in those particular uh, situations. But for most people, I probably just wouldn't bring him in, even though it's such a good fixture. I definitely wouldn't captain him. I saw some people talking about that. For what it's worth, I don't think he would have been better than Haaland or Salah or Son anyway. But I think given the doubts, you can't captain him. If you've already bought him in, or you already own him, I think you start him. I don't think many people have got a better player on the bench. I think the upside, if he does uh, start for West Ham against Burnley, is quite big. It's such a good fixture. Worst case scenario, he's on the bench and comes on for a cameo and just gets you one point. But the upside is pretty big. And obviously, if he's on the bench and doesn't come on at all, then you'll get that player off your own FBL bench anyway so that's generally what i would think don't buy him don't captain him and if you've got him already i'd probably just start him hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting So although the update about Jarrod Bowen was somewhat positive, that is definitely not the case for Matoma. Roberto De Zerbi confirmed today that he's unavailable for game week 13, so he's going to miss that match against Nottingham Forest away. So if you were thinking about selling him, now is the time to do it. I didn't see a time frame going around on Twitter as to how long he might be out for, so he could be back for game week 14. But even if he is, is Chelsea away, so it's not a great fixture on paper. And it's worth noting that Brighton have got a Europa League game This Thursday. So they've got Nottingham Forest, then Europa League, and then Chelsea. So if Matoma was fit, he may well play that European match and then get reduced minutes against Chelsea. So he's not guaranteed to be back, even if he is. I don't think it's a great fixture. After that, Brentford at home game week 15, Burnley at home game week 16. Back-to-back home games is not bad at all. And I think out of all the Brighton attackers when they're fit, Matoma is one of the best for minutes. But I just don't think with everything going on right now, fitness concerns, minutes concerns around Europa League, that he warrants a place on our FPL squad. So I probably would be looking to get rid of him. Obviously, the usual caveats apply. If you've got a decent bench, you could just bench Matoma for one week and then deal with it in game week 14. But for most people, he needs to go. You already know my favourite replacement. That is going to be Brian Burmo Even though he's got Arsenal at home this week, I think long-term, he's such a good option. You might as well just make that move if you've got the cash. In terms of other options, there's Cole Palmer as an enabler. I did discuss this on the Game Week preview video yesterday, Bowen and Matoma replacements, although you probably don't need Bowen replacements at this point. So if you want further uh, thoughts on other players, just check out that video. There were a couple of other updates about players. Uh, Dunk is available. For FPL, that's probably not such a big thing. Some of you might have bought him if you did. There you go. He's available for Forest away. I think he's more of an option in Sky Fantasy Football. If you play that like I am this year... Dunk is a fantastic option in that. So if you've got him, definitely keep him. Uh, and unfortunately, Eschapenian is going to be out for a while. I think he actually said he's going to be out for a long time. So again, I don't know whether that's weeks or months. But either way, if you've held on to him this long, he has got to go. It's unfortunate because I think for the price especially, Eschapenian is such an exciting player um, to own in FBN, and obviously to watch as well. So it's a shame that he's out. And obviously that's going to be big for Brighton in general. Uh, but yeah, if you've got him, it is time to let him go because he's not going to play for you for a while so we have heard from pochettino today there's not a huge amount of news that's fpl relevant apart from nkunku which is a player that a lot of people ask me about during the international break so chelsea have confirmed nkunku and lavier are not available for the trip to newcastle so that's game week 13 they're expected back soon although we don't have a exact time frame of when that will be uh wesley for Chilwell, and Chalobah are also out so just on nkunku i did kind of say that you know, back after the international break, could be any time from game week 13 onwards. And of course, he's not available in the squad this week at all. Because he's been out for so long... He hasn't played at all this season he's probably going to need at least one or two games off the bench so he's not going to be an FPL option for game week 14 game week 15 is the midweek fixture and then game week 16 is Everton away so I don't think we need to worry about him in our transfer plans until at least game week 16 and preferably I would have seen him play a couple of times before I actually even think about bringing him into my squad Uh, And even then, when he is available to start, who knows what his minutes will be like, right? They might be managed a little bit. The knock-on here is, of course, for Cole Palmer. I've talked about the fact that when Nkunku is back, that's an extra attacker for Pochettino to try and fit in it doesn't mean that Cole Palmer is going to be benched a lot but his overall minutes could go down and some people are concerned about penalties as well but I think with this news you just don't have to worry about Cole Palmer over the next two to three game weeks and long term I think even if he was to lose penalties and I don't think that will happen until he starts missing some I think for his price and the stats that he's putting up that's still going to be a very good option for fpl considering he's so cheap and enables uh, kind of moves elsewhere so if you're thinking about bringing cole palmer in i still don't think that newcastle away is an easy fixture despite the injuries they've got but from 14 onwards for an attacker i think things look pretty good for chelsea so spurs always post a clip on social media of Ange Postecoglou talking about players that might be missing for the next game and there was only one thing that was really fpl relevant and that was about destiny udogi so he said destiny's fine so obviously he's available. That's for Aston Villa at home in game week 13. He then mentioned Basuma and how he would be missing. And then carried on talking about Udogi. He said we'll get Destiny back. And he's had a good couple of weeks. So he looks like he's fully available for game week 13. I would expect him to start. Especially as they're missing Romero and Van de Ven. I don't think anyone should be buying Destiny Udogi right now. I think if you really want a Spurs defender. You probably try and find the cash to get Porro instead. But if you still own Udalli because you carried him through, I don't think playing him against Aston Villa at home is that bad. And it's not that I expect a Spurs clean sheet. In fact, I probably expect the opposite this week. But there's not a huge amount of great, Defensive fixtures, as we've spoken about a lot during the international break, like my back three is Gay against Luton away, and then Saliba and Gabrielle against Brentford away. It doesn't inspire that much confidence in in terms of a lot of points. So, if a doggy does play, hopefully he'll go and get you an attacking return or something like that. Obviously, game week 14 is Man City away, so you wouldn't really want to play him in that game week unless you absolutely had to. But even game week 15, West Ham at home. On paper is not that bad, and by that point, Romero will be back as well. So the only defender they'll probably be missing at that point is Van De Ven. So yeah, Udogi is definitely not someone I'd be buying right now, but if you've held him through, playing him in game week 13 and then game week 50 wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing to do. So there's only really one player that we wanted to know about from Man City's press conference, and that was Erling Haaland. This is what Pep said. He trained yesterday with some niggles. Today we will do the last training session. Hopefully he can play a part. Now I definitely think there was some kind of issue there because it happened during the Norway game in the international break. So I don't think there's nothing to be concerned about but I'd also be really 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 surprised if he doesn't start against Liverpool at home it's such a big game Man City are almost certainly going to win the league but the two teams that can compete with them are probably Arsenal and Liverpool so if Haaland's available he is going to play so I'm not particularly worried I think from a long-term perspective it's not like he's got a major issue that could keep him out for weeks anyway so even if he missed Liverpool and you own him you're not going to sell him so the only real thing to think about. Is captaincy. It is also the early kickoff as well. So we might get a leak. Make sure to tune into the deadline stream tomorrow and anything I see, obviously, I'll talk about. Um, but I think he's gonna play. So if you're thinking about captain him, I don't think this would probably put me off. And like I said, I'd be really surprised if he doesn't start. Obviously, it would have been nice for Pep to give him the all clear and say he's fully fit and available for tomorrow. But I guess given it's such a big game, he doesn't want to give too much away. A bit like Eddie Howe, a bit like Mikhail Arteta, etc. So yeah. He trained yesterday hopefully he can also train today i'm sure he's going to be in that first 11. all right let's get into some of your questions and the first one is about arsenal defenders so how big is the gap between saliba and Gabriel? is it worth selling someone you want to keep to get saliba instead of selling someone you're happy to sell to get Gabriel? so in this case obviously and for a lot of people there's just a bigger sacrifice to get saliba now in terms of the gap in points potential when they're both on the pitch is pretty much identical. Obviously, if they're both playing, you've got the same chance at the clean sheet unless one of them comes off early. And from an attacking point of view, I know Saliba got the goal from the corner against Burnley and Gabriel walked away from that game with nothing. But generally, they're both pretty similar from set pieces. So I wouldn't worry about it from that perspective. It's all about the minutes, right? From what we have seen so far, Saliba is basically nailed. He's going to play every single game that he's fit for. Arteta is prepared to rest Gabriel when he thinks he needs it. Now, how often does a centre back need to be rested? Probably not that much, but in Arsenal's Arsenal's case, they do have Kivior that can come in. So I would say, as a Gabriel owner, worst case scenario is probably that Gabriel gets a rest every, what, four to five games? That's probably worst case. I don't think it's going to be any more than that. Best case is it's every like nine to ten games, which isn't so bad considering he costs less than five million. The problem is. It's not necessarily going to be super easy to know when that rest is coming. But in Gabrielle's case, unless there's something weird going on in that game, like Arsenal oh, so have got a 1-0 lead and they're down to 10 men, they're probably not going to bring him on. So I think for the saving of 0.6 million, if it means you can keep a better player in your squad, I would probably still go for Gabrielle. The only slight disclaimer I would put on that is because game weeks 14 to 16 include that midweek fixture, if you're going to rest Gabriel again after the international break that's just happened, we got Brentford away this week. I think he'll play that. Then you got Wolves at home on the Saturday and Luton away on the Tuesday. Could Gabriel miss one of those games? Possibly. And if he does, that means you're only getting two of the next three fixtures. And then he runs straight into Villa away, Brighton at home and Liverpool away which isn't necessarily ideal for clean sheets. So there is definitely a bit of a risk there. And I can tell you right now, if you buy Gabriel every single time the Arsenal team sheet comes out, you're going to be looking for his name. Would it be a complete shock if at some point Saliba misses out? I guess not, right? Because they could just go with someone else for any particular game they wanted to, just to give him that rest. But you're not really checking, right? If you're a Saliba owner, you're just going to assume he's in the lineup. So you do get peace of mind by going for Saliba instead but it's going to cost you 0.6 million difference for that so I guess in this scenario where you're going to have to sell someone you don't really want to to get Saliba it'd be easier to answer if I knew who the players were but ultimately I would say if you can afford it it's not and it's not too much of a detriment to the rest of your squad I would definitely buy Saliba but I still think that Gabrielle at 4.8 million is excellent value So what should we do with Julian Alvarez? I need to sell him before the game week 18 blank, presumably to put out 11 players. Is it better to do it now or later? Now, my general opinion with Alvarez is if you already owned him, I would probably hold on to him, right? You could sell him if you wanted to, but I think for most people, it makes more sense to hold on to him. Now, I kind of get, why the question is coming up because some owners of Alvarez I think are starting to get a bit frustrated with what is perceived as a lack of returns especially when you compare it to what he was doing earlier on in the season but I don't know if he's been as bad as maybe it feels like he has right so if you look at the recent returns okay over the last two games Bournemouth at home and Chelsea away he has played 70 in 78 minutes Man City have scored 10 goals And Alvarez has only walked away with one assist. So I can see how that would be frustrating. But I almost guarantee if Man City play another game at home where they score six goals like they did against Bournemouth and Alvarez plays 70 minutes, he's not going to walk away with no returns. Bear in mind that even Haaland blanked in that game as well after going off at halftime. The fixture before that in game week 10 was Man United. Another three goals he blanked. The one before was game week 9 against Brighton. He got his goal and nine points. He blanked against Arsenal away, but that's going to be one of the toughest fixtures that Man City play all season. The game before that was Wolves. He got a goal. He came off in uh, after the 56th minute against Forest in game week six. But again, that was because Rodri got the red card. And the game before that, he got two assists against West Ham. The one before that, he got two assists and one goal against Fulham. So this guy has kind of continued to return pretty constantly from game week five up till twelve. He's got three assists and two goals. So five returns in that time. Bearing in mind that he's only 7.1 million. There'll be plenty of players at that price or less who have returned even less than Alvarez has. And I think I would look at it as... At the start of the season, if I told you you could get a Man City attacker for that kind of price, it's going to get the regular minutes that Alvarez is getting. Would you turn that down? You probably wouldn't. So I think when we look at it moving forward... They're almost past the bad fixtures on paper. They got Liverpool at home this week. I think Man City scoring that game. They got Spurs at home in 14. A team without Romero or Van der Ven, because Romero will still be suspended. That'll be the last game he's going to miss. And then you walk into Villa away, Luton away, and Palace at home, which seem fine to me. And I just think if you've already got Alvarez, it might be better just to delay that decision. Because. What if Haaland was to get injured? Well, all of a sudden, you already own Man City's number nine, presumably then their first-choice penalty taker with no Haaland, and then you'd deal with Haaland first, and you'd maybe carry Alvarez through the blank instead, whereas right now you're thinking about selling him. I just think they got two home games, they always score, and then they got three pretty good games after that. I think you just reassess later. And I guess the other key question is, who are you buying this week that's a pressing priority over Alvarez like if you don't own Watkins is there a need to get him in before Spurs Where I think anyone that owns Watkins is not particularly worried but I don't think Alvarez to Watkins is needed people are looking at Solanke all of a sudden of course because he scored two goals against Newcastle I think he's a solid option for 6.4 million I spoke about him yesterday is there a need to move Alvarez to Solanke probably not and I think I could just go through every forward from most teams and probably come to the conclusion that you don't need to sell Alvarez so I'm not saying he's someone you have to carry through the whole way and you have to carry through the blank but I don't think he's someone that I would be in a rush to sell he's still getting minutes he is still returning and not maybe as much as you would like but he's still getting some returns along the way and it might be that as the weeks go on he becomes a better option if he doesn't you can just sell him anyway so yeah I think that's my general opinion with Alvarez. without knowing everyone else's players in their squad I would probably keep hold of him so I think because of the definitive news we got about Matoma from Deserbi today, my decisions for game week 13 are pretty simple. So I've got Ariola and Go against Burnley away, my back three is Gay against Luton away, and then Gabriel and Saliba against Brentford away. As I've said many times this week, that is not Ideal to have so many away fixtures, and I'm not necessarily expecting clean sheets from any of those players. But I also don't think there's loads of other defenders that are going to get points this week. So I'm happy just to see it through because I think over the next couple of game weeks after game week 13, things look much better. In my midfield, I've got Salah, Son, and Saka. Not looking to sell any of those three right now. I know some people are worried about Son without Madison. That's not really the case with me. It's not that I'm not worried, I accept that there could be an issue there. I just don't feel like I've seen enough. And I think Son is so good. There's no one else I really want that I don't already own anyway. So I'm more than happy to put that decision off until later on. I'm currently playing Palmer over Archer. I think that decision is quite close. I know most people are going to favour Palmer because he's done much better recently, playing on a better team and on penalties, which all makes sense. But obviously a lot of the returns he's had recently, even though the stats are good... Have been propped up with those penalties, and Archer has got one of the best fixtures on paper with Bournemouth at home. I just think the guaranteed minutes, the penalties, the decent underlying stats, the better team are probably going to push me to play Palmer. I have got Matoma. Now, I did miss the Imbermo price rise that happened last night. I've got 0.5 million in the bank, so I can make that change. Imbermo is unlikely to rise again before the deadline, it's almost certainly not going to happen. But if he does end up doing well against Arsenal and then people see that he's got Luton in game week 14, I think he could rise pretty early next week. The Matoma price drop, which will almost certainly happen, I'd say tonight or maybe the night after, um, won't affect me because I bought him for 6.5. He's gone up to 6.6. So if he drops down to 6.5, it's not a huge issue. I don't think he would drop down again. So in terms of price rises, because I've already missed that one or price changes, I should say because I've missed the rise from Umbermo, it's not so pressing now, but I still think I'm going to make the move. As I said on team selection, essentially, who do you think is better this week? Archer against Bournemouth at home, or Umbermo against Arsenal at home? Now, I know on paper Umbermo's fixture is much harder, but the team is better. He's absolutely nailed on for 90 minutes. He's also on penalties as well. I feel like I just make that move this week instead of delaying it until game week 14. And the idea would probably be... To roll in game week 14 instead. So before I was going to roll this week. And use one of my transfers next week. Instead I'm going to use it this week. And then hopefully roll it in game week 14. Unless anything else happens. So I think that move is fine. Unless you think Archer is better than Burmo this week. If you do then you should just play him instead. And then reassess next week. Obviously Mbamo could go and get injured. But that can happen to any player any week. So I don't really see it as a massive problem. Yes, I've got double Arsenal defence, but I already talked about that on team selection. I'm just selecting who is the best attacker. Is it Archer or is it Inbermo? The fact that I've got Gabriel and Saliba is kind of taken out of the equation for me, right? It's not ideal, but it is what it is. Up front, I've got Haaland and Watkins. Watkins going absolutely no I don't think there's a better forward that I can bring in this week maybe over the next few weeks there might be but I'm willing to give him Spurs away and Bournemouth away before I make that decision the captaincy armband is still on Haaland I think he's almost certainly going to start against Liverpool we'll probably get a team leak anyway and I do think he's better than Salah now I would never write either of those two players off even Salah against Man City away but on paper that is the hardest fixture he's going to have all season And so it feels like a good week not to captain him. I think if I want to go for someone in that game, I'd go for the guy that's got the home fixture. Son is where I'm struggling a little bit because a few weeks ago, I kind of earmarked Son as captain this week. So is Madison out? And I guess missing a couple of defenders as well, which might affect the build-up and stuff like that. Is that enough to change my mind? Currently it is. I think when I heard that Pep said harland should take part in training he's got a few niggles and stuff like that it did make me think maybe i just go for Son. maybe i don't go for that twelve thirty kickoff and there is part of me that's tempted by that because i just think son against villa at home could do well even without madison but i think in the end i'm just going to stick with Haaland, which is so boring but that is probably what i'm going to do i think game week 14 is another good discussion because it's going to be Haaland at home again against the spurs defense without their two center backs and Salah's got Fulham at home. On paper, Salah's definitely got the better fixture. But I think Haaland's also pretty strong next week. But this week, I'm probably going to stick with uh, Haaland captain and Son vice-captain. On the bench, Turner obviously lost his place. Archer first sub against Bournemouth. Charlie Taylor against West Ham at home. Without Antonio. And possibly without Bowen, although I, I've got a feeling he's going to start. He's just one of those players that always seems to be available. And then I've got Matty Cash. Now, I've not talked about him in the rest of the video. Uh, the video because before... I recorded this and got it edited i hadn't seen anything from aston villa in terms of press conference updates if there is anything major i might go back and record that uh, but i don't think that's a huge issue for cash i think that's to do with the shoulder injury you had before and for me it doesn't matter because i'm not going to play him this week anyway and he's got bournemouth away in game week 14 so i'll just save him for that even if he's out for a few weeks i think the bigger priority is to get him burmo in for mid so that's the squad i think in general game week 13 is feeling like one of those weeks you've just got to get through it doesn't look great on paper there's injuries that have cropped up over the international break i think when you've had two weeks off you want to come back to a game week that looks more fun on paper this is not it i think there's lots of decisions to be made over the next few weeks lots of extra matches in december there's plenty of points to come there's no use worrying about this week which doesn't look like it's going to be great i think it's almost it's not damage limitation I think there's definitely points to be had. I'm probably not going to have to take a hit, for example. Some people probably will, but I think the the amount of sorry the size of the green arrow, if I can get one, will probably be quite small. It just feels like one of those game weeks going into it. But either way, I'm pretty happy with the team this week. Once I've made my move, I'm pretty happy with it moving forward. There's going to be much more exciting decisions to make over the next few weeks that aren't Matoma, who's definitely out to Burmo Burnley just got Arsenal at home anyway I'll leave that video there make sure to check out Fantasy Football Hub like I said 30 day free trial at the moment and 30% off all the links you need are in the description below if you've enjoyed that and found it useful make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button do make sure to rate five stars if you listen on podcast otherwise I'll catch you at 9 30 a.m uk time for the deadline stream on Saturday morning I'll see you then sports social podcast network